What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. That's from uh, the King James Version, Luke 17, 2. That's a message from Christ referring to, I think, probably, and I'm no biblical scholar, but how you treat those individuals that are God's children, that you should offend one of them. That it would be better that you have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea. Just imagine that for a moment. I don't know if you've ever seen a millstone, but it's massive. No chance of surviving that. 
But I do want to talk about someone, a precious little girl that did have a stone tied to her. And she wasn't cast into the sea. But interestingly enough, she was discarded and placed into the Trinity River. God was watching. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. Dave Mack, one of my, my best memories was uh, taking my kids. We used to live in a town called Dahlonega, Georgia. People sometimes pronounce it Dahlonega. Of course, it's, that's not the case. It's up in the, the mountains in uh, North Georgia. I taught school up there many years for a decade. And we would go over to the town of Helen. Georgia. And just outside of Helen, there was a, an old fashioned grist mill. And it was, uh, it's the salty mill, I think is the name of it. I can't remember. And they had a big, uh, trout pond or well, actually an eddy in the Chattahoochee river. When it comes down out, it's not like the Chattahoochee in Atlanta. It's, it's the headwaters of the Chattahoochee. And they had all manner of trout. And this thing was, these trout were massive in here, and people would, would feed them off the back. But when you go back into the mill, and it's an, an original mill from the 1870s, I think, they had millstones in there. You know, and I always heard that that quote from the Bible um, when I was a kid. I never understood how big a millstone was, and these things are, are gigantic. I mean, they're they're massive. It's shaped like a a big stone donut, essentially, with a hole in the middle of it. Um, and I began to understand, I think, the first time I saw this thing, uh, how serious, how serious it is for someone to do harm to those little ones, I think. And today, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, we've got a really tragic case on our hands. Whenever we have a story that involves a child. Uh, being abused by an adult, it takes on a different air, meaning, what have you, It in intensity. In this case, we follow the story from the moment Audrey Cunningham became part of an Amber Alert. She was, she left her house to go to the bus stop and the part about most of these stories, when you have a missing story, uh, investigators, they have to know when was the last time somebody saw her. And it was a regular day. Uh, the, the man who drove her to the bus stop was somebody who did it before. Uh, it was a, a family friend. Don Stephen McDougal lives in a camper in the backyard of Audrey Cunningham's house in Texas. Audrey is 11 years old. Don Stephen McDougal is a friend of her dad. And so him being a part of their family, having access to the house was an everyday normal occurrence. Him taking her to the bus stop, again, a normal thing. But the bottom line always being the bottom line. You look at the last person to be with the individual, and that's Don Stephen McDougal. And we found out later, of course, he didn't take her to school. And a couple of days later, her body is found in the Trinity River not far from her home and in a general vicinity of where her backpack had also been found at 11 years old. The body of Audrey Cunningham was found. She was tied to a rock with a rope 
and put in that river. The rock was there to weigh her down. And the current in the river at that spot was so dramatic that they actually had to lower the river in order for divers to be able to get to Audrey. And when they got her out, they did not, I say they, the sheriff did not tell us the condition of her body when she came out of the river. She could have been, Joe, because we don't know. She could have been held somewhere in a cave for several days and then hours before, you know, she could have been put in the river or she could have been in there since the, you know, minutes Mm -hmm. after she went missing. We don't know. That's the information we need to find out. So Audrey Cunningham, 11 years old, goes missing with a family friend on the way to the bus stop. And days later, her body is found in the river tied to a rock. When I think of the area down near near Houston, that area in, in South Texas, Southeast Texas, actually, I don't normally think of rapids and swift, swift water. I, I think about, you know, out in West Texas where it's kind of mountainous, you know, that sort of thing. And, and you've got, you've got a lot of hills and, and stones in the river and everything. But the thing about it is uh, Trinity River, it gets up and it goes, man. I, I was, I was, checking a couple of the images that I saw on this thing it, and there's white water out there. I mean, it's, it's really cruising along, which is fascinating to me, uh, given the topography in, in this particular area. And to think that you, you know, you think about areas down in this basin as you're headed toward the Gulf of Mexico and you think about, you know, you think about things like the Mississippi river and uh, Mississippi river is powerful but you don't see white water necessarily unless a storm comes up. You think about kind of slow moving, you know, that sort of that's not that's not the case here. As a matter of fact, when they began the search, and this is kind of kind of fascinating, they had to go to the authorities to be able to go upstream and ask them to reduce the flow of 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 this river as it's clipping along there so that they can get into this area and have the divers, you know, get into this area and begin their search. And it's not just a search where you're looking at the water on the surface. They're having to get in there with things like handheld sonar and these devices where they can look beneath the surface of the water. And because it is such, rivers are very difficult anyway. Uh, It's like, unlike any other kind of, of uh, body of water in the sense when you're looking for people, um, it'll have shallows, eddies. You can have, if you have stones in the river, you can have like a, almost an entrapment beneath the stones where bodies will get beneath these stones and they won't come out until the body begins to bloat. But in this case, not too far away from, you've got a train trestle and a regular standard bridge that cross that cross this river. And you've got this precious little angel that is weighted down with the stone beneath the surface. And for these divers to get out there and retrieve her remains, it's a Herculean task in the sense that not only are they trying to retrieve her and treat this because, as rightly they should, as a homicide scene, 
they just got to survive this thing and to try to get her out intact as best they can. So you've got all of this stuff going on at one time, tip of the cap to these people that get out there and do this because I, I, I'm, I'm not man enough to do it. I, I couldn't do it particularly at this age. I couldn't, I couldn't get out there and go subsurface on this thing and try to retrieve her and try to retrieve her because Dave, I got to tell you this rope, the knots and that stone, they're key here, man. You know, backing up to the search with uh, Texas Exodus Search, our buddy Tim Miller. Yeah. He actually yeah. described uh, them out in the boat with the sonar, and they were able to locate what they believed. Uh, you know, they see an anomaly on the uh, sonar, and uh, they believed it to be her, but they couldn't get to her. And and that was, it was interesting at the press conference when they announced uh, finding her body. The sheriff was very careful not to say who specifically found Audrey, because everybody wants to take credit. But in this case, I say everybody wants to take credit. It's if that's your job to recover and find people, then when you recover, when you find somebody, you want to say, we did this. In this particular case, Audrey's case, it was a collective effort. There were several yeah. different agencies involved from, again, Texas EquiSearch, where they found this on the image of Sonar, where they believed her body, but they couldn't get to her. And then it was the uh, the water authority that actually did shut things down so that they could get in and uh, just a lot of different agencies involved. And uh, it's a, I have so many questions about the condition of her body and how long she had been in. Now we did receive finally um, the authority, the actual cause of death, uh, which I don't know how much it tells us, Joe. It's wanting at best. Because, you know, and we, it's like, it's like the announcement you were talking about relative to, you know, who found her and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that we, uh, we want conclusions to all of this, but you know, my friend, sometimes in this world that is full of evil in this case is the personification of this. I think, um, sometimes you won't have all the answers that you desire. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and a big shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. I live in an area where allergies are a day-to-day -day issue, and finding an over-the-counter option for relief is like the holy grail. I use Astapro, and I strongly recommend you give it a try. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray, and it's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to, somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's Better, H-E-L-P.com, slash bags. Dave, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up Tim regarding EquiSearch. I was actually on air with Tim when he was discussing this with Nancy Grace, this discovery that he had made with the, uh, the sonar. And what a tough job this is. He's been out uh, on countless of these cases over the years. But Tim described he, he couldn't pick up utilizing the sonar that they had. He couldn't pick up on a targeted, a targeted image that would say to him, based upon what he was seeing, that this is definitively a body. What he saw was something that was, in fact, an anomaly beneath the surface of the water. And that it kind of continued to move about, but it would 
stay in the same place? Does that make sense? It, it was just kind of this weird thing. And I was, I was mentioning how tough, you know, kind of navigating on a river is because you don't, it's hard to imagine all of the debris that's on the bottom of a river because all it takes is one big storm and you might have an oak tree uh, in a location where it wasn't prior to <laughs> prior to the storm because it, the water will just grab it and pull it down. So one of the things he was looking at was this manifestation on the screen and they're trying to determine what this is. That I think that at that moment in time, they understood that this is probably her, but that's when the the call went out for them to reduce the flow on this thing. I don't think that on a river like the Trinity River, you can completely shut down the flow because it's so robust, but they reduced it to the point where it became more manageable. And now, it feeds the, into Lake Livingston, correct? Yeah, yeah, it and does. Lake Livingston is what actually provides water to Houston and to surrounding Houston. communities. So you've got an yeah. 83,000 acre lake, I think, something along, I don't I'm probably yeah, mistaken. What, what's that, but what's it's Houston huge. like? Houston's like what the fourth or fifth largest city in the United States. It's massive, man. And so that that's what they're you know that's what they're looking at. And when they they get this reduced, the reason he could not, and I we need to get our our mind wrapped around this relative to what happened uh, to to Audrey's body. Um, the reason he was not able to get a, a firm fix on her at that point in time per Tim's uh, comments was that the stone that she was weighted down with that she was tied off was resting on the bottom, right? So it acts obviously as an anchor, but there's an extended rope that comes that attaches from the rope to her body. Now they have not specifically stated where that point of attachment is, and that's going to play a key role in this, I think. But what was happening was that her body was kind of spinning. If you'll just imagine like a whirlpool and at the base, you've got this anchor point and she's just kind of spinning in the water around and around and around. So it gives you an idea under this amount of force, you know that she's tied tightly because the force of the river is not knocking her loose from that point of attachment. So some work had to go into this. You had to know what you were doing when it comes down to, say, for instance, tying knots, which is something we'd look at in forensic science, because if you have a certain skill level with tying knots, uh, tying knots is, is uh, it's almost like, it's not exactly like handwriting, but people that are, uh, that are good at it tend to do the same thing over and over again. It's a skill set that people acquire. And uh, highly complex, highly complicated knots give you an idea to skill level. And when you begin to look for a perpetrator, this is one of the things you're going to look for in their background. Okay, now that makes sense because one of the things that was said early on when we found out about uh, Rock, uh, that she was tied to a rock with this rope, and when officers pulled him over, because he was a person of interest and they were trying to find a, a, they were trying to find out what's going on with him. They saw him out with his dark SUV, the uh, Chevy suburban, and uh, they did a quick stop on him and looking in the vehicle, they saw hit rope in the back of the vehicle. And that came up later on when they found rope tied to a rock tied to Audrey. But let me ask you this, Joe, because yeah. the cause of death and manner of death have been released. And they say the cause of death is homicidal violence and the manner of death is homicide. 
you mentioned it's truly lacking in a nice way. That's not what I expect from cause of death and manner of death. I expect more. And I I guess I'm wrong in that. No, I don't think that you're wrong. I think uh, the, what, what they're saying, let me, let me tell you what we can say that it's, that it's not, we can say that it's probably, it's probably not a stabbing. It's probably not a shooting. So you, you have to, what you're left with at that point in time is an asphyxial death. Perhaps, you know, we're not going to get down the, the road of things like poisoning and all that sort of thing. You have to, you know, you have to look at this, you can consider it and they would, they're, they're doing toxicology. I can tell you that, but you know, what's the most logical step here? You know, somebody that has taken time to tie her body off and put her in a location where she will not be seen, um, which in and of itself is, is ghoulish when you think about it. Uh, cause I, I don't know what their intent would have been unless it was just to leave her behind and get away from her body, put as much distance between themselves and the body as possible. But you don't, you, you don't have anything to hang your hat on. And one of the problems is, is that remember that swirling action I was talking right. about? Well, her body, there's a high probability her body is getting dinged up underneath the surface of the water. I mean, any of us that have, you know, been around water, if you've ever jumped off of a moving boat, like if you're water skiing or doing anything like that, it's a violent, it's a violent event. I don't even like to water ski anymore because it's, it's one of those things. I feel like I've been in a a tumble dryer Mm -hmm. when, when I get back out of the water, can't move the next day. Right. So just imagine that hour after hour after hour, her little body is beneath the surface of the water, just kind of, uh, uh, spinning about in this eddy, uh, that was being created by, by her placement and the water's trying to move around her and knocking her into her remains into anything that's there. So they have to be, they being the medical examiner, which this, her body was taken to the Harris County medical examiner, which is one of the biggest ME's offices in the United States. It's there in Houston. They actually have a forensic science center there. Um, you, they have to be able to delineate between what is anti-mortem trauma, which is those things that occur before death and then post-mortem trauma. And I don't know if they're having, if they were having trouble trying to delineate between those. Most of the time, if you have, um, pre-death trauma, say in the neck or whatnot, you're going to have focal areas of hemorrhage. If you have, insults like, you know, a dead body is being banged into thing. You're not going to have associated hemorrhage. It just makes me wonder how traumatized her body was to the point where all they can say is, is homicidal. What was it? You said homicidal was, violence, right? And blunt head trauma. That, that is, they said died from blunt head trauma, but they listed cause of death, homicidal violence, manner of death, homicide. So if you're talking about blunt head trauma, well, is it, is it anti-mortem or is it post-mortem? They're saying that she sustained this before death because that is actually the cause of death. And I'm sure that they were having a hard time trying to understand how many of these injuries occur to her body after death. And what was, you know, what was, uh, uh, what was generated, you know, afterwards, you know, what, one of my biggest fears, Dave, with this 
uh, and this is so horrific. I, I began thinking about this. Uh, I had that image of, uh, if you've ever seen that, that old image of Harry Houdini, where he is tied on a dock, I think it was in New York, and he jumped off the pier. And I don't know if he was weighted down or not, but he had to break free. There's that classic black and white image of him, you know, and he's bound up. And my big fear here was that whoever did this to Audrey, that they were going to use the water as a means to kill her, uh, that there could have been a possibility she could have been drowned. Um, and I look in this world, I wouldn't put anything past anybody. And I don't know if anybody can take solace in that, but obviously drowning is not what they're looking at here. They think she was violently, violently killed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Audrey, we begin to think about what what's what's left behind what what can happen and dave i'm i'm going to go down a really dark road here so bear with me um i have to believe that there is a a sexual component to her death um and you know we we have to go ahead and discuss the the elephant in the room here because this alleged perpetrator who is thankfully now in custody um he's this don stephen mcdougall he he's he's got a history doesn't he bubba he's got a history of uh, he he's what you consider a career criminal his first criminal encounter with police i was back in 2001 I'm not going to run down the entire list but there is one that really stands out and mm. it's from 2007 2008 where Don Stephen McDougal was accused of sneaking into a room with two gr- two girls were in a bed. Uh, they're both underage, and he picks one up and removes her from the room. He then crawls in bed with the other underage girl who's asleep. He removes her undergarments, her pant, her uh, pajama, her bottoms, her PJ bottoms, and her PJ uh, her underwear. And he actually was accused of this. He negotiated it down when he was originally charged and what have you. And the reason I say that is because a grand jury indicted him. But before it went to trial, he negotiated and pled down on the charge to a third degree felony in Texas. He pled guilty to enticing a child and he did get a two year sentence. But because he negotiated it down, he did not have to register on the sex offender list. So this career criminal dodge that bullet so he's not on the list even though he did something that actually certainly fits that profile of what you and i might think of as somebody who is a sex offender a child sex predator what have you but uh, yeah that that goes into this long list there is a, a list of his crimes that goes all the way through up till december of 2023 anyway the reason i say all that is because the long list of crimes everything I mean, we are talking, he has been involved in everything from drugs, sex, stealing. Uh, he's, he's your guy. And assault, this is the man. I think, yeah. yeah. Assault. And that's actually, you know, he was, there was an instance in 2010, he was working in a garage with a group of guys there, uh, after work drinking at a fellow's house and, uh, Don Stephen McDougal gets a little drunk and, uh, there becomes a disagreement. They tell him to leave. They kick Don Stephen. You got to go, man. You're drunk. You're being stupid. Get out. And he leaves, but he comes back with a knife and he starts slashing all their tires and threatens the these friends, his coworkers, with the knife. One of the guys actually has to pull a gun, a shotgun out to threaten him to get him to leave. They call the police and he actually was charged with that assault and uh, spent time in prison over that one. It was Audrey's father that was friends with Don Stephen McDougal who allowed Don Stephen McDougal to live in their backyard in a cab over camper and have access to Audrey. Now, I want to be very clear on this, Joe. Yeah. We don't know. Audrey's dad might have looked at this guy, 
certainly as a whatever, but maybe he didn't. He knew he's a criminal, but didn't know about any kind of sexual thing towards a child. You know, maybe he didn't know any of that. Uh, I'm not excusing anybody's behavior for who they put around their children. I'm just saying maybe he wasn't aware because, again, he's not on the sex offender list. Unless he tells you what he's been convicted of, you're not going to know. No, you're not. But I, I can't imagine that uh, that you're that they would not have shared a beer at some point in time and had discussions about you know woe woe is me what has been done to me and it's put me in this light mm-hmm. and I want to go back to this idea of enticement just mm-hmm. for a second enticing uh, and what an insult that is yeah. to that little girl and that little girl's family that this had occurred to before. Because right now, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're in the middle of Lent right now. And so right now, I'm, I'm, I'm really fighting staying away from sugar for 40 days. Mm-hmm. All right, it's my thing. I'm trying to stay away from it. If I see something or somebody offers me something that has, that's a sweet, uh, that's, that's an enticement to me. Okay, that means that you're offering me something. That, do you think that that little girl in that bed that yeah. night, she was, so you're, you're telling me, from a legal perspective, that she was enticing him. What a horrible thing. What a horrible thing to think about this. And now we're in this situation with this precious little angel that he's been accused of, and she's at the bottom of this river being spun around over and over and over again violently. I I can't, you can't take the measure of this thing. And look, um, he's done this before. That's that's the plain and simple truth here. He's done this before. Um, from an evidentiary standpoint and f- from the perspective of what we're going to look at with Audrey's remains, we have to go back and think about what they're saying here. <sighs> Homicidal violence, yeah, we established that they're talking about blunt force trauma to the head. But I, I think that the, the big question here is, did he sexually assault her? Well, you know, according to, to Tim from Equifax, her pants were found up on the up on the uh, up on the shore of uh, or up on the bank of the river, Dave. Uh, which is fascinating to me because, you know how how do your how do how do her pants get off of her and are found resting on the on the on the shore there? It, it's you know these things don't just spontaneously happen; they're purposed and. What he did do by placing her in that water, um, he's compromised our ability to try to find uh, evidence of sexual assault in in certain ways. If she went in the water within hours of her going missing, she was in the water dead for hours before her family even knew she wasn't at school. She was missing. Yeah. 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 yeah, And before they even began searching, she was already in the water. How much damage? Because you talked about her being tied to this rock, but I assumed that it was just tied very. That her, you know, the rock was tied to her chest and all bound up. But you're saying that here's the rock. There's a length of rope, and her body is like a kite being slung around. Yeah, she's kind of oscillating. I guess that's the best oh. term that that we can think about here um, with this movement going back and forth. And I got to tell you, that's kind of what I thought as well. That uh, and we've seen this image in in movies. I've never actually seen it in reality, like cases that I've worked mm-hmm. uh, where people are 
they place a rock on their chest and then tie their right. arms. That's not what in using a kite analogy, that's the, that's the best. Wow. Um, and with that dynamic that you've got going on with this flowing water, let's just say for instance, that, um, that the accused did in fact sexually assault her. Well, there are specific areas on the body of a sexual assault victim that you look to, to glean evidence. Okay. Uh, in this particular case, you would be quite frank with you. Uh, you're going to perform a rape kit and that consists of examining, uh, the sexual female anatomy, also her bottom and also her mouth. Well, what are you contending with at this point in time? The Trinity river is what you're contending with. Um, and anything that has been, and we do know that in cases of, of rape, uh, what happens is that there's a dilation that goes on, uh, in these specific areas. And when you get dilation opening up, uh, it's going to flush out, you know, uh, things of evidentiary value. And I think that that's one of the issues that they're having to deal with what they would have to fall back on. If you can't get, if you can't get, say, uh, ejaculate, uh, if you can't get blood, then the only evidence that they're going to have, Dave, is, uh, is trauma. Uh, and again, we go back to this idea of her, you know, oscillating in the water. Well, um, how do you delineate, you know, between the oscillation in the water and banging off of of any objects that may be in there or passing by her. Remember you can have branches and, you know, uh, tree trunks and all that stuff that will bump into bodies, uh, in a flowing, uh, flowing body of water. Um, how much of the trauma that you're seeing is something that generated as a result of being in the water, as opposed to what may have occurred in those last moments of Audrey's life, that's going to be really hard. Um, one saving grace here, I think, and this is kind of odd. I, um, uh, first off, I'm very curious about those that garment that was found on the on the on the bank of the river. Uh, what kind of analysis was is going to be performed there? How wet were they? Because you're by a river, it's it's going to be wet. Um, it, can you get any fiber evidence, any kind of trace evidence off of that that could tie back to your suspect? Mm, the odds would be tough, but here, here's something interesting, Dave, if everybody that's listening to my voice right now, will take a look at your fingernails, look down the long axis of your fingers. And so that you're looking at the edge of your fingernails, your fingernails are, they're like little shovels. Okay. If, if Audrey fought back and she scratched him, um, the hooded nature of of your fingernails, sometimes you can get debris that's lodged in there. It's kind of a long shot, but I, I would imagine like when we do a rape kit in the morgue, not part of doing the rape kit is not just the examination of those, uh, you know, the sexual organs and, uh, and other areas of the body, but we also do nail trimmings and nail scrapings. If something is caught beneath there, um, would it have survived the current? And that's, that's going to be a big question because that, that goes to, let's just say she did scratch him and she has some kind of 
material that originated from him and they will do a DNA swab on him. I can, you can take that to the bank. Can they compare anything off of, off of her remains that they pulled out of, out of the river? That's going to be quite interesting to hear them say, um, and you know, we're not going to know. I can almost, it's going to be radio silence at this point in time. Uh, you know, they've, uh, I got a, you know, I, I got to pat them on the back that they have actually released something. Mm-hmm. But from here on out, they're going to put a full court press on this thing. They're going to move forward. I, this is my one hope. This is my one hope in all of this because, you know, Dave, I'm I'm chief among sinners when it comes to us covering, covering true crime. Um, I, I really hope that for those across the nation that have been following Audra Cunningham's case, that they're not going to forget about her. They're not going to forget about the trauma that she was subjected to. They're not going to forget about how this could have been anybody's child because there are predators in this world. They're looking to grab little kids like this. And she was in a very, very vulnerable position. I'm asking all of you guys right now, please remember Audra Cunningham as we move forward with this case and let's see where it goes. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan and this is Body Bags. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.